She can sure cure your tax problems or your financial woes. She's the how-to girl. It's the Dr. Friday Show. If you have a question for Dr. Friday, call her now, 737-WWTN. That's 737-9986. So here's your host, financial counselor and tax consultant, Dr. Friday. G'day, I'm Dr. Friday, and the doctor is in the house. We are here talking about my favorite subject, which is taxes, taxes, and more taxes. Can't be taxes when it comes to this kind of thing. So we're going to be able to move along and do what we need to do. Um, if you want to join the show, 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986 is the number here. Maybe you've uh, started to do your tax return. Um, that would be something that uh, people need to think about doing maybe a little bit. We have a situation where we have taxes due and, uh, they're going to be here before you know it. 715 is the filing date. July 15th is the new April 15th just for this year. So don't think every year that's going to be the situation. Uh, but we do need to start preparing taxes, getting ready to start figuring out, um, you know, if you owe money, do you need to be able to pay it? Um, what you're going to do, maybe making payment plans. If you haven't uh, worked and you have some situations, things you need to deal with. So if you want to join the show, 615-737-9986, Doing a lot of uh, reading on a couple of the different things. One of the things we all have to deal with, of course, as business owners is the PPP fund, uh, the payroll protection program. And many are getting letters now Uh, It's getting close to that eight weeks. So we're now going to, instead of be looking to achieve uh, getting the money, now we're looking to see if there's a forgiveness. Um, And then there's another element to that. For many of us, we're trying to figure out if they forgive the loan, does that mean they forgive the expenses? So in the tax or the accounting side of the situation, are they going to also say that you can't claim the payroll expenses that you paid out if they have forgiven the expenses. So we're still waiting to hear exactly how the IRS is going to rule on that question. We're not too sure, but I will tell you keeping really good records this year is going to be essential. We need to know about how we're going to get the PPP, how the money's been spent. If we get forgiveness, if we do not, um, the 1% loan over 24 months, how we're going to pay that, what we're going to do with it. So it's really, really important that people, you know, do what they need to do. Um, and that money, you know, I know a lot of people are like, well, the economy hasn't really fully bounced back, even though, you know, the market's doing pretty good if you're in the stock market side of things. But, um, you know, when it comes down to it, we still have to figure out what we're going to do with the rest of it. So, um, looks like we might have a caller if we do. Um, can't tell if it's actually ready, but if Sue's ready to go, go ahead and hit it and we'll go for that one. Hey, Sue, what can I do for you? Uh, yes, I have a question. Um, usually I get my, I make under the 66000 and I can get my taxes done free with Vita or Vita, mm-hmm. United, United Way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, they, I had an appointment, but they canceled it due to the COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So they said I could do it online with uh, one of the, things online for free so i did it online but what happened was it it uh rejected it because i um i'm i have a a county pension but i also work i've talked to before as a dog pet pet sitter and you have uh, a small business 
Yeah, and so the lady that owns the company put the name of the pet sitting and her social, but they didn't connect the two. Then she found out from her accountant that she should have put her name with with her social. So that's why they rejected it. So before I realized what to do, I already mailed it in with the with the name of the company, but it, so, it should it it won't it may hold you up a little bit, Sue. But the fact is, she filed those. Now she may be amending them um, and giving them to you the other way. But all in all, um, the government shouldn't have a problem with yours. You know, your employer will have to, or you know, the person you work for may have um, to make some you know adjustments or whatever. But for your standpoint, did you send in a copy of the ten ninety nine with your tax return? Yes, and awesome. then. Um, but then I thought, well, I'll send another one in with, with her name, you know, with her social. And plus I didn't realize I had a, a distribution for 70 and a half and I mm-hmm. paid $29 on that. And I didn't realize that was a 1099. So I sent that in too. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so I, I, this was March 25th and I haven't heard a peep from anybody well, and I can't get a well, hold of anybody. I I agree. And it's frustrating, to be honest. I mean, obviously, it's what I I do every day. And it's so hard to to resolve issues when we can't even get power of attorney at the moment, you know, I mean, because those offices are still not open. Um, My suggestion or my concern will be if you've mailed in two, one of them, if they process the first one they receive, and then they get the second one, they may reject the second one only because the second one should have been on a 1040 X per se. Um, I know what your thought was, well, Hey, they haven't done the first one. I'll just send them a new one. Um, well, I, so didn't we'll just send the to- whole, I didn't send the whole thing. I just sent that corrected, um, 1099. Oh, okay. So you, well, what about the $29 and the 1099 R you had on your distribution? Did you add that to that? Yeah, one? I sent that too. And then I wrote him a long letter and I gave him my phone <laughs> number and everything. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I think you're going to get a love, a love letter at some point. Do you owe money or are you getting a refund, Sue? I'm supposed to get $420 back. So, okay. Okay. And did you give them your banking on the, on the written tax return? Yes. Okay. Um, I think what will probably happen, the first one will get processed here. And I will tell you those take about 90 to 120 days, uh, paper returns to get processed. And that's in a normal world and God knows what we're living in at the moment. Um, so you know, you really have only been about 60 days. So I would say that you should be hearing something relatively soon, but I'm kind of not counting the month of April because so many things were closed down that I don't know how much the IRS actually moved when it came to the mailroom because I heard something about the mailroom uh, was barely being processed. So therefore, because people weren't in the office to answer the letters. So therefore it was just stacking up from what I heard. I'm not in the IRS, so I don't know for sure. But one way or the other, I'd say in another 30 days, so you should at least get a letter saying that they've received them. It may mm-hmm. actually say that they need you to do something or they need additional information to process. You know, well, some, um, some, the, I talked to one of the ladies at the VIDA or VITA, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and she said to redo it online, but I don't, wanna, I don't really want to do that. I'm not that savvy. <laughs> Well, and again, you know, I mean, you may be able to beat it in because again, we don't know where your other return is, but at this point they may have already started processing the return and then we wouldn't be able to file online anyway. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I know it'd be great for you to have that $400. Do not get me wrong, but at the moment it's probably another 30 to 60 days before you'll see it and just preparing you for the West. 
Okay. Sorry. Well, yeah, but you think I will? You think they'll yes. correct it for me? They will. Well, well, I think what's going to happen, they're going to get the first one. They may do an, a matching. I don't think the 1099 from your dog walking is going to be any issue, but there is the the distribution that you may have missed. Um, it may not be enough to make a big difference, but um, you know, they. I think what you will get is a letter in the mail either saying they've processed and they need additional information. And it may be that they're looking for you to resubmit some of that information that you put in that letter that you sent them. Uh -huh. Um, but usually the nice thing about that, Sue, is they'll give you a fax number. I don't know if you'll have access, but if you can respond by fax, it will speed the process up much faster, um, okay. versus trying to mail them the response back. But if you get something back or you don't understand, and hopefully within the next 30 days, we'll also have phone calls, you know, we'll be able to pick up the phone again and start calling the IRS. And so we could pull up your account and say, yes, we see that you filed it. Um, you know, and here's the status, at least, even if you don't have the answer you want, at least a status would come out of it. Okay. Well, that's, that's reassuring. I just didn't know what to do at this point. No. Yeah, it's a, and, it, and I feel sorry for, I mean, um, a lot of people use Vita. I call it Vita. I'm like you. I'm not exactly sure if that's the proper term, but I call it Vita yeah. as well. And and, mm -hmm. um, and they do a lot of free tax returns for individuals that are making a certain income or less. Um, and usually, you know, they're usually really good and, and it's really simple for you. So, um, yeah, this year just got crazy, I mean, to be honest with you. So hopefully it won't yeah. delay too much longer. And you could keep checking if you have access to irs.gov. Keep looking on there, not under the stimulus one, but where's my refund? There's a button that says right, where's I my have. refund. And just yeah. keep looking in there. At some point, it, it should show up um, on it or, or you'll get a letter. One way or the other, you should hear something, I would say, in the next probably 30 days. That would give us 90 days, and I think they'll have something to you. Okay. Well, thank you okay. for your help. No problem. Thanks, Sue. Sorry, I wanted to able to help a whole bunch. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. That was a great phone call, and I appreciate uh, Sue calling. Um, you can hang up um, that we have that, and uh, we'll be able to move there. And then uh, we can see if you have any questions. You can certainly join the show, 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986, taking your calls. One of the things we're also talking a little bit about today, because I've had a two cases that's come in. And of course, um, there was a big joke when everyone talks about this from the beginning, that there's either going to be a lot of babies or divorces coming up. Um, but there's also quite a few people getting married. Um, and so I, I just want to say that you have to think about marriage and divorce, um, you know, from the tax standpoint. Okay. I'm not the most romantic when it comes to this kind of conversation, right? Because I'm going to talk about numbers and it's not all about that, but you do need to put some thought into it. Sometimes, uh, people have lived life before you met them and therefore maybe there's, they have tax issues or maybe they haven't filed taxes. Um, or maybe, you know, if you're getting divorced or separated, consider the fact that maybe you don't want to file a tax return with your spouse, but maybe you do. I mean, if someone is self-employed, I'm going to tell anyone that is working a job, but married, married to someone that's self-employed and, you know, that would put me in that kind of thing as far as I'm not married, but the self-employed part, um, you want to make sure that you know, there is always a risk when you're dealing with somebody that's self-employed. Now, if they've got a good bookkeeper, the money's being tracked, great. But sometimes, let's be honest, people wing it a little bit. And you don't want to be caught in the cycle with that individual if you don't have to, because it, it, you can protect yourself at least to a point by filing your own tax returns. So just keep in mind that if you, you know, when we're talking marriage, we're talking divorce, finding out a little bit more information before 
you get married. I've had more than one person, to be honest, I can think of three cases I've worked with offering compromises where the person may want to think was thinking about possibly getting married or, or whatever, but there, the, that came off the table when we started talking about debt, offering compromises, IRS, you know, um, you might, you want to consider what that means and what you're going to do. So if you're not too sure, you should always sit down with a tax person. I mean, just like anything else, you want to make sure that how are you going to track the money? Where's the money? Especially if it's an entrepreneur, um, because doing your taxes and everyone always forgets you get a hundred percent of your income. When tax time comes, you owe 25%, probably minimum, unless you have children or you're in low income, you owe a minimum of 25% to your partner. That is uncle Sam, IRS, whatever you want to refer to him, you are not alone in business. So if you're not setting aside an actual amount of money in a tax account that accounts for the profits, not even what you're taking out, but the profits of your business, you're going to eventually end up in tax issues. It's that simple. I mean, the, probably the number one person in tax issues is an entrepreneur because of the fact that they don't have money coming out of their checks like you do when you're employed. Best thing to do is to treat your income as if you are an employee, pay yourself a salary, draw the same amount, pay the taxes. Then at least you're only dealing with profits if it's above and beyond what you draw out. But you know, I mean, you have to really sit down with a tax person. If you're going to become self-employed or you are self-employed and you are not paying quarterly estimates or put yourself on payroll. Um, not every entity can do that, but one way or the other, treating yourself as an employee, paying for your taxes, paying for your retirement, then you're not doing it right. That's all I can say. It's not being done right. You need to make sure you're doing that kind of thing correctly so that you can move forward and make sure you're doing what you need to do and when you need to do it. So if you've got questions on how you're going to do that or you need help, we also have a bookkeeper, uh, bookkeeping service in our office. So you can certainly um, contact our firm and we can help you setting up. We're certified QuickBook advisors and we've done QuickBooks goodness, last 20, 25 years, uh, pretty much when it started my firm, we started out with QuickBooks. So, um, it's something you, you know, we're good with and something we can help you with. So if you need help with that or payroll, you need to give us a call. Otherwise today you need to talk about taxes or maybe, um, IRS stimulus. Maybe you're dealing with, um, you, you had a payment plan, but maybe you became unemployed. How much of your, um, unemployment is going to be taxed? Is the stimulus tax, is there going to be a second stimulus? These are the kind of questions I'm getting a lot on uh, other shows I'm doing. And if you've got questions on those or anything else, you can certainly join us at 615-737-9986. 615-737-9986. You can reach us here live in the studio. We're going to take a quick break and we can get to some of your calls. Again, 615-737-9986. This is the Dr. Friday show and we're going to be right back. Alrighty, we are back here live in studio on this beautiful Saturday. Hopefully everybody is outside. I will tell you, um, was out earlier in the Spring Hill area and it is bumper to bumper. I am thinking everybody is either getting out to enjoy the weather or everyone's getting out there to start their summer pro projects. Either way, it is definitely a gorgeous day. So, um, 
had someone text me during the, the break. And one of the things they were asking about was the marriage penalty, which I kind of started on earlier, but I wanted to bring back, um, just to respond. And, and yes, the marriage penalty still exists. It doesn't really exist so much in the 10 or the 12 and 22 tax brackets. Those are pretty relatively the same. Meaning if you're single and you make 50,000, the married couple gets credit for a hundred thousand, 50, 50, that makes sense. But when you start getting into the 25, 30 or, or 33% tax brackets, it does start showing up quite a bit. By the time you hit the 33% tax bracket, there's more than a $40,000 difference between a single person making money and a married person. We see that also in capital gains penalties, um, where a single person can make up to $200,000 before starting to pay the Medicare uh, extended tax and a married couple can only make 250,000. I mean, that's a $150,000 difference. And, you know, a lot of times people will just file married filing separately. I have a case right now. Someone's saying, you know, we're going to do that. And I'm like, that works, but they have children in college. Well, one of the things you don't qualify as married filing separately is for tuition or college credits. So, um, you know, itemizing and things might not be a big deal, right? The second, but it can be more of a situation as well. So, student loan interest. Don't get that. I'm married filing separately. You don't get the college credits. Um, and of course earned income credit. So, um, and if you're getting earned income credit, you're most likely not worried about filing married filing separately. In most cases, if you have a situation where the person that is you're married and uh, one of you owe either back um, student loan interest or child support, um, and the IRS is keeping your your refunds, um, you might want to look into the injured spouse because then if you are entitled as an individual to a refund, then maybe you can keep your share and the share of the spouse would then just go to, uh, whatever the situation is instead of applying all of your refund to that same dollar amount. Um, so, uh, you know, you want to look into what is going to be best for you. There's nothing in the law that says every year you have to file as married filing jointly because you're married and living in the same household. Um, I have many couples that I know um, when it comes to withholding, a lot of times I'm telling people, hey, for your income bracket or your situation, you need to be claiming single and zero. They could be married with two or three children, but for withholding on a paycheck, just because you're married, it doesn't mean you have to check that box. You want to know what percentage you need to have coming out of your paycheck. If you're not getting a refund, and this is always a situation, people are always like, well, we both pay taxes in, and I don't know why we're still owing taxes at the end of the year. Well, for one, most of the time when people are filling out W-4 forms and you're, you're married, you have no children, um, you're married in zero. Married does not mean married in one, which would be, you know, a lot of times people are like, well, I, I have a spouse, so I'm claiming married in one. Married means two, people means too. So married and zero would be if you are married with no children. In many cases though, sometimes you may have to go single and zero because if your income is up in the 25 or 28 or 30% tax bracket, sometimes the second person is taxed at a higher rate than if you're claiming just married and zero. Um, and keep up, you know, again, if you have children that are basically 17, 18, 19 or, or higher, unless they're in college and you're qualifying for college credits, you again are going to want to make sure that you are um, not claiming them on your pay stub. $500 is all you really get for a child that's 17 and older. Um, again, and many, many kids are now taking advantage 
of the, um, I don't know if it's the HOPE credit, but basically the two years at the community college. So we're not getting as many clients right this second that have kids um, receiving as much college credit as we might have been getting in the past. Who knows exactly how all that's going to work. Um, in the future, uh, as far as college and, and school, I know I keep watching about the different situations going on, uh, in the school system. A lot of them are saying we're going to open on time, but, um, you know, as an employer, you know, you want to make sure that your employees have the best protection you can, but it's not easy. I mean, many offices and many, uh, situations it's, you know, and myself, I mean, I have to see clients. I need to be able to take paperwork from them. I, you know, no, you don't have to hug, kiss and, and do all kinds of crazy things like that with clients, but you do need to actually have a face to face. So, you know, making client uh, offices comfortable and doing things so we can move forward, getting more things open, in my opinion, would be the smartest thing to do, but that's a whole different show. So let's talk a little bit about, um, also, I know many people are still waiting for their unemployment. I will tell you that unemployment is, um, is catching up. Um, the federal unemployment, I believe, and someone can jump in on this call. I think it ends at the end of June. Um, but if it's, it may be the middle of July or the end of July. Um, but, um, that's going to be coming to an end relatively soon. So, you know, bracing and preparing for, um, that situation. And then of course, we all heard about the HEROES Act that passed the, the House, but the Senate pretty much said that's not going to happen. So at the moment, guys, there is not a second stimulus coming out. Um, uh, I know many of my listeners here and many of my clients are all like, well, I didn't want or really didn't need the first stimulus. Um, and I've had several, uh, seriously, uh, many of you or many of my clients contact me asking if there's a way of returning their stimulus checks, uh, because they really didn't need the money and they figured that way, you know, someone else could use it or whatever. Um, unfortunately keep in mind, we're going to be reconciling. So they're basing this on our 2019, but we're reconciling you receiving this money in 2020. Um, and when we reconcile your personal tax return, if you rejected, um, or sent back the money, theoretically, it may be that they'll end up having to credit to you anyways. Um, so you might just want to give it to a charity, use it for something that is going to help somebody make them a better, safer, more secure situation for other people, um, is what I'm suggesting. So if, uh, if that's your case, then that's, that's what I would say. Just get out there, let the, let the money move and, and do things. We, um, have, uh, the wills, I think it's called here, um, in, in Spring Hill. Um, and, uh, they, they do a great job of providing food to people in need. And I know last Friday we, uh, we helped, uh, do something there, uh, handing out boxes of food and, and things like that. And it was pouring down rain and, you know, again, it was, it was a great day, but we managed to do, and I realized there's a lot of people out there that are still, um, hurting, but you know, a lot of people are still working and a lot of people are getting their jobs back. Um, many people, uh, I know I do quite a bit with news channel five, um, and they were having quite a few people calling in because they were on unemployment and, you know, they didn't really weren't ready to go back to work. Maybe I, I still have a real concern with people making more money on unemployment than they were making in the workplace. There is absolutely no incentive for that person to come off unemployment. Um, if, 
they can stay at home, do nothing and receive more than what they have, which is the reason that unemployment is usually ridiculously small, right? I mean, normally I think it's like 200, $228 a week. Um, most people are doing their very best to get back to work because you cannot live off that. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's what unemployment's there. It's supposed to give you something, but not necessarily so much that you can't live or you can't, um, you, you can't go back to work. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll be able to do that. And if you're an employer that got their PPP, again, making sure that your paperwork is in order. What we have here is a checkoff list. And mostly on that, it's basically saying that we need front and back copies of all checks. We need proof of that payment was made. We need to show that the time date or the situation on the check cover the time period of the eight weeks that they provided it. Um, there's a lot of things coming down where if you tried to hire someone back that was one of your employees and they um, were not able or refused to come back to work, that um, that you can document that and you'd be able to go back in and, and um, get credit for that, even though they, they would not come back to work. So um, we're working on a lot of those kind of cases. And if you need some help, again, you can call our firm uh, Monday morning and help you a little bit with what kind of documentation you're going to need to, to make sure you have what you need and when you need it. So if you want to join the show, 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. Again, taxes are around the corner. Um, and we we're forgetting that we're also in 2020. So, you know, we're already five months into the year, making sure that you have already I'm having most of my clients, unless there was a change in their circumstance to continue making their quarterlies as they were supposed to, which would have been the first quarterly would have been due estimated payment, whatever you want to refer to it as April 15th. The next one is June 15th. Now, you know, those both were um, extended due to the COVID situation. So if you haven't made them, you do have until 7:15 to make the first and second quarter estimated payments. Um, and you know, that's something you can obviously do, but you know, if your business is still doing just as it always has, and you're doing fine and you're moving along and you're working, then, you know, let's treat this year. Like we treated all of our other years and move forward doing what we need to do. Um, you know, that's going to be the easiest way because it, you know, waiting till the last minute, not the best plan doing what you need to do and moving what you need. That's going to make things better. I mean, I read everybody is not working. Everybody is not able to pay or do that. And there are some programs out there that will be able to help people hopefully be able to help them move forward and dealing with, you know, back IRS issues or anything else, you know, to, to get that pressure off of their back and making sure that they know what they're doing. All right. It looks like John called. Let's go ahead and get John on the phone. People are probably tired of hearing me talk. Hey, John. Yeah. Uh, hey, Dr. Friday. Uh, can you hear me? Okay. Yes, sir. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Hey, uh, listen, I think, uh, it looks like I'm going to be audited, and uh, I sold quite a, f I sold some stock, and uh, with a pretty low cost basis, and uh, I don't have any record of my cost basis, and so uh, when I reported this on my return, I kind of did the best I could okay. to uh, come up with the a cost basis that I could uh, deal with. But uh, anyhow, I'm kind of concerned with an audit coming up. Uh, mm -hmm. What should I do if, if I don't have the records? Um, 
Well, what we have used in the past, and it will depend a little bit on your auditor, to be quite honest, but what we've always done is, did you inherit this stock? Did you buy this stock back 50 years ago? How did the stock come to you first? And if you purchased it and you have some, you know, relatively idea of, was it a company? I mean, was this stock that you purchased, John, just went in the Meritrade and purchased or wherever? Or was this inherited? Yeah, well, these stocks were purchased for me by my father. Uh, Okay. And uh, so it had to have been sometime between like 1966 and 1982, any time between then. Okay. uh, So your father purchased them in your name? Yes, they were purchased in, in my name, yes. Okay. Um, and, uh, and you know that you've owned them for goodness, 40 years or whatever that works out to be, depending on if it's sixties or eighties, obviously. Um, so what we usually try to do is we try to, I mean, and this is a publicly traded stock. Uh, yes, yes. This is a New York stock exchange. Yes. Okay. So what we normally do is try to pull up the history. Usually you can obtain the full history of uh, the stock during those times. And you may have done this when you looked for your basis and take the lowest basis that was available. Or we can even argue an average basis available during that time. Um, obviously you own it and you, did you, did you have the certificates that you don't know when they were actually purchased? Correct. You know, 60 to 80. Right. right. That's, Sometime. that's all I know. Some 68 to about 82, anytime okay. in there. And I don't have any of the information. Okay. You can, you know, reasonable um, information would be what you would want to create. Um, if you want, we can do a consult or whatever. Do you know you're actually being audited? I mean, have they sent back saying we have a question on your basis? Yeah, this was actually a uh, notice that they sent to me. Uh, about an upcoming audit, and uh, now uh, I'm supposed to get back to them on this. And uh, so, yeah, I'm just a little concerned. Yeah. You might want to, if you have someone that helps you with your taxes, if they're enrolled agents or CPA, um, you might want to get someone to represent for you, John. And, and I'm not selling necessarily, well, obviously always selling my product, but anyone that does what we do, because it may be easier when I'm representing, it's just numbers to me, right? We're arguing tax law to tax law, where if you try to go in yourself, it's a little bit more intimidating. So it may be worth the conversation to go to either your own, if you have someone that helps you with taxes, have them help you. If you do them yourself, you might want to look into an enrolled agent or a CPA or call me, whatever, We um, and, and see if there's something they could do to help you. If, if you want to represent yourself, which is not something I would suggest, then at least prepare you for what you need to have. Because the letter will tell us what they're looking for. Okay, okay. Okay. I mean, you know, that's what my suggestion would be. So, and, you know, there's only a handful of auditors. So most of us know some of the auditors anyway. So we know how to prepare for what they're most likely looking for. And then you can pull up the tax law and the tax courts to justify how you pulled these up. You're not the first person that didn't have basis for stock. I'll let you know that right now, you know? Um, And so there is some information out there that we can use to help generate that for you. Okay. Yes, that sounds really good, and and thank you so much. No problem. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, John. All right, let's see here. We have got George. Do you think you can hit George while you're multitasking? Look at that. He is so awesome. Hello, George. 
Hey, Dr. Friday, how are you? I am awesome. What can I do for you? Well, I uh, I got behind on my taxes a couple years, and I owe the uh, IRS about $24,000. I entered into a payment plan with them, and that's set up. My concern is, back when I, when I realized this and I kind of got, uh, you know, went and set up the payment plan mm-hmm. and did all that, uh, which was at the end of March, uh, when I guess all the chaos was going on, I made a just an initial payment of $5,000 just to put a dent in it. And um, I have yet to see that show up on any of the, the payment transcripts or the payment records when I log on to the IRS site. So I guess my question to you, is that an ongoing problem that they're just having trouble catching up? Or do I need to... Do I need to go to my bank? And I mean, I know I know the the payment cleared and all that. I know they got it, but I just want to make sure it's being credited. And I don't see that it is. Yes, I would definitely get the front and back of the check because on the back side of the check, George, you're going to see where they applied it. Because our concern would be, even though logic would be they apply it to the oldest debt, it could very likely be sitting in your 2020 account. Right. I mean, I'm just saying they're not we're not always sure where they put things. So at first I would make sure it's been applied. Then um, you, you know, you would contact them if you're not seeing it should be in your transcripts. It should be showing as a reduction if it's not there. And yes, everything's running 30, 60, 90 days slower than we've ever had in the past. Um, especially when that happened, because April pretty much the IRS was closed as far as I'm concerned. We had no real movement. Um, uh, so, you know, it's it's likely that it's it's been posted, but I would pull the front and back of that check, and then there should say something like 1231, I don't know, let's just say you owe for 2010 was your oldest debt, whatever, George. It would show that as the date, the last day well, of I made, the, them. I made sure that when I made an electronic payment through my bank, but I think they generate a paper check. But I, I made sure that I had the proper tax year on, you know, in the memo section so and was, all that. This was when, a cashier's you, check. I'm sorry. Was it a cashier's check? No, it was. I just went on my online banking and and sent a payment to oh. them, which I believe okay. means that the bank generates a paper check. And sends yes, it to them. but. When do you think, when's your best estimate as to when the IRS will actually be answering phone calls and that sort of thing? Oh, I hope every day. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It's like I really need to talk to somebody. Um, I'm giving them another 30 days before I freak out. No. Um, you know, I mean, we just have a lot of cases here and people, you know, I mean, you wait, and you want res- resolution and, and resolution isn't happening as fast as we'd like and waiting two or three hours on the phone and then they hang up or they're not able to answer uh, the questions is frustrating. We're hoping to see that the we uh, as a representative we have a hotline that we can often call. Um, I'm hoping that reopens, uh, especially when almost all the stimulus checks are getting out there, because I think a lot of people are using the stimulus, the phone numbers to answer for all the stimulus people. So, because they hired a ton more people for the phones, George. So I'm just not seeing it on our lines. Um, but I'm thinking within 30 days it should happen. That's my hope. Very good. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate the phone call. Thank you. Um, let's go ahead and hit Ron, and then we'll take a short, uh, long break, whatever we have to do. Uh, that way Ron doesn't have to wait through the break. Hey, Ron. Uh, thank you. Um, sure. I, I've got some advice for the gentleman who is being audited for his stock basis. Yes, John. Yes. What is that, Ron? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not sure it's going to work 100%. However... 
if these were publicly traded stocks, no matter what year, there is a registered, there is a registrar for every trade, and the record does exist. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying. Sure, how we get to that? His stockbroker can tell him that. Now, I'm not sure that there won't be a fee for somebody having to dig it out. Mm-hmm. But the record, the record is there. It does exist. And I would also suggest that uh, <clears throat> there are websites uh, which tell him of any stock splits or reverse stock splits because they right. will bases also. Thank you very That's much. That's awesome. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that phone call. Seriously. Thanks, Ron. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, we're going to take a quick break. If you want to join the show, you can at 615-737-9986, I am so way over my break, but we'll get right back with you. Thanks. You by Dr. Friday Tax and Financial Firm. Tax services, planning, business, and IRS negotiation. Visit drfriday.com. Well, now the new modern studio, which is actually at my home, apparently. All right. So if you want to join the show, we have about 10 minutes left, guys. Time has flown by, and I have talked right through uh, one break, so we're going to keep moving through these breaks. But if you need any help with doing things, all you have to do is pick up the phone right now, 615-737-9986. 615-737-9986, my number right now for the studio. So if you've got questions or comments and you'd like to share them, you certainly can. Otherwise, I am going to keep talking about all kinds of different things. Um, but the most important thing, of course, is all about me and my taxes. So we're going to deal with some tax issues. And if you have tax issues, remember, if you haven't filed taxes in a number of years, you need help getting those tax documents together. You need help filing them. And then you need help dealing with the IRS. It's what I do all the time. A little bit more frustrated at this moment than I have in the last 20 years. But hey, you know what? A little change never hurt anybody. That's what they keep telling me. So it's, you know, we are able to get the tax returns filed. Um, We're able to help you move forward with making a deal with the IRS. And sometimes, guys, when things aren't always the best, when you're on top of the pile, it's time to really do this. Because when you're making a lot of money and you have potential why in the world would the IRS want to negotiate with you when they know they can get the money? Cause that's what I always, you know, there's a lot of companies that you'll hear on there. Oh, we can negotiate 10 cents on the dollar. We can help this, uh, help you, you know, settle this debt. Well, if you have the money, you either have it in property, you have it in, you know, earnings that you make every month. And they think that they, they've got 10 years, 10 years to collect from when the time clock starts. Time clock is either going to start when they have prepared a tax return that they put in there on you for you, even though you never filed it, or from the time that you file the tax return, depending on whichever it is. Um, And so, you know, if you haven't filed the taxes and the government hasn't filed them for you, guess what? The time clock hasn't even started. So they know they've got 10 years to collect from that period. And then sometimes things will go along just fine in the last three, four years. Next thing you know, the IRS is like really on you. And the 
the, the problem is, of course, at that point, payment plans and stuff are accelerated. They only have a few more years left. And so instead of maybe making a payment for $400, they now want eight or nine, which makes it impossible. Come on. I don't have that kind of money. So then trying to show that and dealing with the IRS, sometimes it helps to have representation to help you get a partial payment plan. And in all of that, the IRS has very specific rules on how they're going to deal with an offer and compromise, how they're going to deal with a payment plan, a partial payment plan, maybe even non-collectible Either way, you need to make the plan and how you're going to move forward to do that. Um, and, and, and sometimes it takes getting things organized. For example, again, I'm always talking about my entrepreneurs, but let's just be honest. The entrepreneur has a little harder time because they receive all of their money and they're responsible for paying their own taxes. So when that is done and you haven't done it, and so maybe you owed 5,000 or 8,000, next thing you know, you have six, seven years of this. Now you're at 40, 50, $60,000, which may not be something you can file. So then you can pay an offer and compromise maybe, but maybe the deal is going to be too high just because I say, well, I can make a deal for you. You owe the government $60,000. They're going to take 25. Heck, that's a great deal still, right? But 25 is bad as 60 for some people. They don't have the ability to pay it. So you have to know how to make the deals that's going to work and going to be able to stick to and make it happen for all of us, not just a matter that's going to keep going for you at that point. So again, I want to make sure everybody is on the same page there because there's a lot of people that you hear on the news or on the, on the radio. And it basically says, Oh, we can help you. And next thing you know, you're paying them $500 a month and you don't know what they're doing, how they're doing it. And to be quite honest, they haven't really stopped anything from from being done at all. In some cases, people think that tax returns and things have been filed and they haven't even filed those. Start the time clock, people. Get yourself in order. Let us help you get organized because as an enrolled agent, I'm licensed by the Internal Revenue Service to do taxes and representation. That's what I do. I help put a little bit of a shield between you and them, but they're looking for someone that's going to helpfully when you hire me, what they're looking for is someone that's going to hopefully open that line of communication, get the documentation to them, and then move forward and make everything work in the right direction. So if you need help doing that, just call my office on Monday or better yet, you can go to drfriday.com. That's drfriday.com. And you can set up a tax appointment or just a free consultation about your tax situation. If you're an entrepreneur and you're looking for bookkeeping, or you just want to talk about the different services, maybe you should be an LLC. Maybe you should be a sub S corporation. Maybe you should be a C corporation, not something we do a lot of, but there are times that that is a very good status to be. And you need help with that. Again, you can go to drfriday.com, click on appointments and set up an appointment to come in. All of our first meetings are always free. Let's make you, you know, we want to make sure we can work together. We want to make sure that I be able to do something for you. That's actually going to be worth having the conversation. Um, if it's not, then it's not worth doing right. I mean, I'd much rather everybody leave the situation and know. So initial consultation is always free with my firm. Um, and then from there we can decide if we're going to help you or not help you move forward, not move forward, et cetera, et cetera. But you need to have someone in your corner to help you do what you need to do and how you're going to do it. So if you're dealing with your tax issues, again, it's time to start filing taxes. If you haven't filed your taxes and you need someone to help you prepare your tax returns, go to drfriday.com, click on appointments. It is that simple. Um, we have openings. We have days that are opening up all more and more as more and more people are getting out there. We have been open through this, um, 
interesting situation or the COVID uh, situation, but we have been open and we're still open and we'll continue to stay open to help people deal with their IRS issues or to just file their tax returns. Um, so if you need to, you know, just have someone that's going to hear the situation and help you make a good choice. There are times when maybe that, you know what, you just need to file and start a payment plan. It's that simple. Other times we may be able to do more. Um, I will tell you, it's going to be probably a little longer than normal to get some of those resolutions that we want done because we're not able to move forward with the resolution any faster than anyone else's, but we will make that resolution work for you. So if you have questions again, you can also call my office on Monday morning at 615-367-0819. Again, if you want to help with dealing with your taxes or dealing with your tax situation. Maybe you don't even know where to start. You don't have any tax forms. You haven't kept any tax records or goodness gracious, maybe you've moved around a lot or you've gotten divorced in the papers and, and situation. All you have to do is first give us an appointment. We'll sit down. We'll make a plan. We'll figure out ways that we can help you recreate or get you the information that you need directly from the IRS so that we can file taxes. And the best way to do that, go to drfriday.com, click on schedule, schedule an appointment, that will fit within your schedule and mine, apparently. Um, and then we can get you squared away. Or if you need us to help you with your tax preparation, uh, there's also a tax organizer on that same website that you can use to, to uh, get organized. So when you come in, we can help you complete your tax returns. Um, multiple years, again, really, guys, basically right now we're filing from 2010, because uh, that's what the IRS is doing, 2010 through 2019. Um, and right now, up until July 15th, you have 2016, 17, 18, and 19 that you'll get refunds from anything prior to that you won't. So, so very important to get in early because I can't tell you how many people are like, I don't think I owe money, but I don't know. And then they're leaving money on the table. I mean, that is just crazy. Um, you know, we don't want to be leaving money on the table. Okay. We want to get the money back in your bank account. So again, 16, 17, 18, and 19, all refundable years. Other than that, you won't have a refund or anything else coming through, uh, the situation for us. So, um, we'll be able to move. So if you want to reach me 615-367-0819 or go to drfriday.com, um, and that way then you can get uh, your tax appointment set up or anything else. Hopefully you guys are in good shape and we'll be able to move forward. We, um, are here to help you as an enrolled agent to help you with IRS and other issues. Hopefully that will help you. And you know, I hope you have a fabulous Saturday. Cop you later.